Welcome to Construction Host. My name is Hudad, and I'll be speaking with influencers in the construction industry. We'll learn more about who they are, what they do, and what's their passion at work and outside work. Remember, if you like this episode, please share it with your friends and subscribe to the channel. Mr. Bobby Fakhri, how are you today, man? Good, man. Good. Thanks for having me, mate. So, um, Bobby, uh, you are the owner, managing director, company called RCS or Royce Contracting. Is that correct? Royce Contracting Services, yeah. Royce Contracting Services. Very good. I, I like to start from early days. Where were you born? Where did you grow up? And how did you end up in Australia, first of all? No, um, born in Tehran, Iran, in 1978, and in Tehran, capital city of Iran. We grew up there. March 1999, then we decided to leave Iran and come to Australia. So right. We, yeah, we. But that actually decided because it wasn't really up to us, and we decided to come to Australia. We. We went to Tokyo first in March 99, then we ended up to be in Australia in December 99. So, okay. And 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 when you say your dad made a decision, was just like to have a better, I guess, opportunity in Australia or? Uh, because back in Iran, because of our religion, that uh, there wasn't much a uh, job opportunity for us to, to do that. Uh, any works in Iran because of the religion. We couldn't study much uh, in Iran. We were really, really limited to the to the stuff we could do in Iran. Okay. And life was getting harder and harder every day. Then he decided to move on, and uh, we came to Australia. Okay. Just to clarify, I think you're talking about Baha'i religion, and it seems to be a case with a lot of the painters here, at least in Sydney. So when you came here, uh, how old were you and what did you start? Like, did you start working or did you go to school or? No, we came here in December 99. So it was just before the Olympic in Sydney. So we came here uh, first six months. I went to Cape to study English and done a couple of terms there. Then eventually I got introduced to other painters and I started working. So I started working for Roy. Right. Yeah, January or February 2000, I started working for Roy, and yeah, a lot of How old were you, sorry, back then? Uh, 23, I think I was when I came here. Yeah, 23 years old. Yeah. 23 years old. Okay. And you started painting, just, um, I guess it was not really a choice. You just started to do something. Is that correct? No, it was a lot easier for us back then to, to get the job as a painter because of the language barrier we had then. A lot of Persians were and still are the painters. So I didn't have to speak any English. I didn't have to do any other things. So it was really easy, easier for us to get the job as a painter, to work with the other painters, other Persian painters in, in our own in community. So, yeah, that's how we ended up working as a painter. Okay. 
Um, so you started working as a painter for Roy, um, yeah. and and then um, you kind of started your business. How how long did that take? Yeah, I was I was working for Roy since I since I came to Australia till uh, December two thousand and six. December two thousand and six. I remember I was I was running a job for him uh, in two thousand and six. I was his supervisor. And I was doing a job for him in Tarim Point for Hansen Yankin. When the job's finished, I called him and said, "Roy, uh, I don't want to work for you anymore. Or I just want to start working for myself." But I don't know how. I don't know where to start. I don't know where to go. But uh, I just want to try something else. I, I just want to start for working for myself and see how we go. Mm. Then he had a job in Port Douglas. Uh, he had no one to send. And said, oh, if you want, I've got a job in Port Douglas. Do you want to go there? Wow. I, was thinking, I was looking for different adventures in the life. And I said, yeah, why not? I'll give it a go. And Next week we flew to Port Duquesne and we dropped to Port Douglas to have a look at the job. It was me and other two painters who took three of us together to to solve the job to one of us. We went around to have a look at the job and he said, "What do you think?" I told him, "Roy, I don't know how to price the job. I don't know what to do, but I want to do this job." And he helped me out. He helped me out to to start my business in in Port Douglas. Right. Started there. As a fusion painting, painting and maintenance in Port Douglas, and from January two thousand and seven, then I started eventually looking for other jobs, another opportunity in Cairns in Port Douglas, and start picking up more jobs in over there because it was a smaller town and everyone sort of knew each other, and it was a better job opportunity for us. Mm-hmm. Not growing in there eventually, but I was there since till. 2010. Uh, eventually, I grew up my business by 2008-2009. I ended up having like 30, 40 local painters working for me. I started wow. businesses. Unfortunately, in 2010, everything gone down and I had to shut down the business. But myself, I got married in 2007 uh, and I had to move back to Sydney. So I still had my business running up on, in North Queensland. My supervisor and I'm always working up there. And I was traveling every two weeks or three weeks to go and check him and see what's going on. But yeah, that's mm. how I started. Okay. Port Douglas. Port Douglas and good um, weather and I mean, yeah, pretty chill town, I guess. Diff- totally different to Sydney. Their yeah. lifestyle is completely different than what we have in here. We've got a really relaxed and easy lifestyle, no traffic. And compared to us, because we, a bunch of young people moved from Sydney to there, we had nothing else to do, just down working. We were working really hard. and Work and party. Work hard and party hard, I guess, no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before the marriage, that was before 2007. So yeah. um, I'm sure it was so much fun. And um, probably a lot of the jobs that you won, it was like just you know, because you did that for a neighbor or whatever, was just referral, wasn't it? Uh, the way we started was funny as well, because I was doing a job for Bill Cook uh, over there. It was job was going really slow. It was going really slow. And I thought, let's have a look, see if I can't find anything else locally. And I went to the builders, was building the houses in Port Douglas for Austral Home. 
And I went and told him, like, we are a bunch of pioneers from Sydney and we live in Port Douglas and looking for a job opportunity if you have any, anything for us. And kindly, then he was desperate for a pioneer. He jumped up and I said, no, yeah, we got the job for you. And, uh, but we got the set for us and this is how we're going to do the work. And I said, we give it a go. Give us one house and paint it. And if you like us, we carry on. If you like the price and if you can do it, we carry on. He gave us the job. I remember he gave us a key for the house and the colors on Friday afternoon. I said, Monday morning, when are you going to start? Come on, have a look at it and tell you what to do. Monday morning, he drove into the driveway. The job was almost done. The work <laughs> of the weekend <laughs> smashed the job. Too fast. <laughs> too fast. And it's too prized. And it's that. Normally, my own painters, local painters, takes them like two, two working weeks to get here. And he got smashed it. Mm. And I should start working for him. He, he got rid of all his old painters and start working for him as a weekend job. Wow. During the week, we were working on other job we had from Roy, and the weekend job was to start working for him. Then we had another local builder. It's called Headley Group. It's sort of like Headley Rocket. or Headley? Sorry. Headley. 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 Group. Okay. It's like mm. Dildam we used to have in Parramatta. Headley Group was big in cans. Uh, Tom Headley was the owner, and he was. He was owning most of the things developer a builder and start working for him as well and eventually grew up my business in Port Douglas with these two guys and yeah. How, how many guys you had there like in the busiest time? Oh, I had about 35 to 40 local wow. painters. It was, it was a peak time in Cairns because then uh, before 2010 the Cairns was growing really fast and it was right. a lot of job opportunity for us and it was a lot of work. And was it was it the marriage that got you come back to Sydney, or was it just? I got like... married in two thousand and seven, or back to Sydney. Yeah, I came back to Sydney. Then Roy uh, offered me the opportunity for with Roy's contracting. I said, "I've got Roy's contracting business. Do you want to run it?" And I said, "Yeah, I'll, I'll take it." And he gave me the Roy's contracting. And wow! He, so that it was Roy's painting, and I was beside him at Roy's contracting and started doing the job. Nice. And um, did you have to build a crew again here or you brought some of the guys from up there? No, we had to build it up again in here. After, mm -hmm. but it, it was easier in Sydney than Port Douglas because we had we knew a lot of people in Sydney. A lot of people, yeah. And easier. your workers are predominantly Persians, Iranians too, or not really? Yeah, mainly Persian and Afghans, yeah. Persian and Afghans, oh, okay. Not more Persian or Afghans. Speak Persian, so speak artists. Easier to manage and, yeah. Other people don't last long with them because they don't speak English they mind with each other and they get bored and they won't last long. They, get, they give up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, tell me more about how, how did... And when was that? Sorry, 2010 was it? Royce Contracting? Or 2007. 2007. No. Same time. Okay. Yeah, I started Fusion in 2006 in Port Douglas and 2007 I got Royce Contracting here. And Royce uh, Contracting. Okay. My first job, uh, I started as a Royce Contracting. I think it was a Fairfield Police Station. Right. No, Who but, was it uh, with? Do you remember? Which uh, Lipman. Lipman. Okay. Great. Yeah. Start down the, because I, when I was working for Roy, uh, I was doing mostly Hansen Yankin jobs. Yeah. I had a good relationship with Hansen Yankin and Hansen Yankin boys. Then when I started Roy's contracting, uh, Roy offered me to take over Hansen Yankin. So I said, you go with Hansen Yankin and I was going to chase other builders. I started. Right. My first Hansen Yankin job was uh, in Casa Hill. Uh, started doing the retirement village for them. Mm -hmm. 
for a few years I was working for Hansen Young and only and exclusive Hansen okay was, yeah it was my home was my own things and I grew up with Hansen Young as well right for a few, few years and okay change no a lot of people change but still <laughs> you're very active there absolutely so from 2010 you started building back um in sydney and and was it any plan or it just organically grew oh uh, it grew by itself but as a painter or as a business owner you always you always thinking to grow bigger and bigger and always chasing more jobs better opportunity to grow bigger but yeah it happened Together, and what, what was it much harder with the I guess Sydney market with a lot of competition and compare with I guess cans to grow it or uh, um, not really not really because I was carrying Roy's name as under Roy's contracting I was stealing his sort of his uh, reputation <laughs> branding <laughs> Using the branding obviously helps, uh, of, yeah, it was, of course. It wasn't, it wasn't really hard. Plus, I had always support as well behind me. And yeah, it was, it was, it's always hard. It always, you got to compete against other painters, obviously. Everyone looking for more jobs and you got to compete against them. But mm -hmm. I think Roy's name uh, it was a really heavy weight and it helped me a lot. So okay. You go, you go through the 10 days and and then now it's kind of i feel you're focusing more on like rcs and um tell tell, tell us more about what you're doing other than painting and i know you're doing work in uh, remedial work and like the business grew a lot more yeah uh, two years ago a friend of mine kevin he used he used to work in the remedial side of the painting company with someone else then he decided to join us then we, then we decided to branch it up to the different field as well in a painter because I myself mainly concentrating on the new construction works and he had the opportunity to bring in more remedial and repaint works for us. Mm -hmm. And we start we start RCS as a we put a trading name as RCS so to make it differentiated between my company and his one. But and start chasing more remedial works and repaint works and yeah which is um, slowly becoming like a very good market um, it's getting really busy yeah thanks to the rush hour rush times in five six years ago and all the buildings start collapsing now so yeah and more, not not so good quality work some of the some of the stuff that happened previously and i guess with the building commissioner now coming trying to change that but a lot of those buildings that was painted it or, or yeah. um, they did due to be yeah. repainted again good business so from where you at now and the business that you have first of all is it uh, something that you want to do more like do you have like a goal in the future that where your business looking and type of work do you doing or you're happy with the way it is i'm happy with where it is now because i don't want to get super busy i just try i'd love to have time to spend with my kids and family as well mm -hmm. so i don't want to get really really busy and i just spend more time in the business i prefer to have some free time as well with my with my kids with my family and freedom with that but with where the whether the way my business is at the moment i'm i'm happy I'm obviously of course always looking for better opportunity and bigger opportunities always chasing them but mm -hmm. yeah, 
Well, but I you, am you a, kind of picked your clients, I guess, the way I see you picked your clients, you know who you're working with, you're just happy. And if something comes along, you pick it and you don't actively go out and expose yourself, correct? Is that is that how it works? I don't mind it, but the, at the moment, market, it's not good at the moment. There's mm-hmm. not much there's not much you can do about it. Uh, is it due to COVID? Because I wanted to ask you about that. How, how did the business and... In general, your life affected by the the lockdown that we had and all the rest. It's not, it's not. I don't think it's a COVID because COVID didn't really affect the construction business much. Mm-hmm. Uh, just except the last lockdown we had in here, we just kind of slowed down a little bit. But other than that, for the last two years, uh, it didn't affect much. But the habit with the builders and the construction is got getting changed a little bit. I don't know, is that the builders or there's more painters out in the market? It's, mm-hmm. it's a little bit crazy. Everything, everyone stopped fighting and killing each other for a world. So they start undercutting well, each other. <laughs> you, you think it's because it's less work out there, like or less residential job, and then all the painters suddenly pricing no, the same jobs not, or not really? It's not less work. I think what, what, I'm, what I'm thinking, like, Four or five years ago, when the job, like for example, Hansen Youngkin had the job, they were going for tender. Mm-hmm. Normally, tendering the job between three or four painters, and always pretty much the same players were passing the job, and price was sort of stable. But now the builders getting smart, and for every, most of the jobs they're getting 20, 15 different prices. Wow! There is always someone in this bunch don't know what they're doing or they're desperate for work or they're happy to buy the job and they keep reducing the price then. Mm. A, a little bit, I think the builders getting smaller now. They get, they're getting more pricing. And Does that affect the quality though, you think, or not really? Like, do, do builders do that, obviously, to reduce the price and create a competition, but do you think they get the same results as before or did things getting deteriorated in terms of quality? Or maybe the painters just desperate and they do the same job with less money. You think? Which one is that? Well, the quality has to be there because at the end of the day, the builders are the responsibility to hand over the job to their client as well, so that they won't let the quality drop. They're just painters getting desperate to the desperate right. stage to start undercutting each other and the price mm. dropping. I think the builders not the losers. End of the day, us as the painters are the biggest losers. And how do, how do you cope with that, though? I've, I've heard stories um, before as well that, yeah, builders sometimes give a job. Not everyone. Some builders give a job to a painter and they're like, oh, you're not going to make money on this job, but I got another one coming up and you're going to make your money there. So you, you just kind of drag you along uh, or they're trying to drag you along. It all depends to your relationship with the builders. Depends how long you know them, how long, how much work you've done, you done for them. And mm. That place you can't trust them. So sometimes your your first or second job with them, now they're dodgy. In terms of like they, they ask you, hey, can you help me on this one? I don't have too much budget. I blew it out on the, I don't know, concrete or whatever. Please help me out. There's a last package. I'll help you on another one. How do you make that decision to actually do it? Or do you do that normally to not make that much money on one job and then go and hope for the next one? As I said, it depends to, to my relationship with these builders. If, if 
like someone like Hansen Young can have been working for years and years with him. If they ask me to help him out, no problem at all, I'll do it. But if there's other guys I don't know them or that's my first or second job with them, probably I won't do it. I'll walk away from it. Hmm. Okay. That's fair enough. We all have to go to go out and make money. We got the bills to pay and Absolutely. So what would you say you most passionate about? I like challenge. I like challenging the job side. I like to deal with my own boys and pushing them harder. I like to go out and keep growing bigger and bigger and yeah. Okay. You like the challenges of construction. There's there's plenty of that in the construction every day. New regulation. Rule. Someone was telling me if you're a business owner, everyone's problem becomes your real problem, pretty much. People calling sick and don't go to work and whatever. You're the one paying the bills at the end yeah. of the day. Um, so did you have any moment or in your career, life, you had to make a very hard decision? What, what was that? Did you have any of those cha- most challenging decisions that, kind of change your life or change your career did you have any of that business wise no not much i didn't have much but personal life yeah i had a big challenge a couple of years ago i had to put on a big fight with more sickness with more personal life and i passed that now which is okay did you did you want to expand more on that a bit or not if yeah, you're comfortable two years ago. Yeah, that's fine. Um, two years ago, my doctor told me I've got a cancer, and I had to go through the phase with battling with the cancer and different operations and going through the hospitals and cancer's challenges cost the jobs and works together. Mm. Yeah, it was a big fight, big fight because I had I had to go through it, but. It's all internally, over you mean big fight internally in your head. Mentally, it was a big mental fight. It was, it was, it was a big news for me having that sort of thing. Especially, I've got the young families, two young kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, it was, it was a big decision and big fight mentally. But now it's all over now. It's back to normal. It's all over. Back to normal. Business life on its own is very stressful at times and and then you have family and you're dealing with uh um with the cancer at the moment too um so how do you on daily basis how, how do you kind of motivate yourself to keep pushing keep going is it like you have like a mantra you have something you, you say or you something to do or how does that work i always was telling you to myself uh if something you can't do anything about it and you can't fix it. Don't think about it. Just let it go. Like, mm. with my cancer. Uh, for first, when, when the doctor, my doctor told me I've got a cancer, for first week, mentally, I was, I was really bad. I was really down and I didn't know what to do. Mm. So I told myself, by staying down or keep hurting yourself mentally, can't change anything can't fix it you can't you can't do anything just just let it go just enjoy whatever is left for you just let enjoy it it's going to be another month it's going to be another year it's going to be another 10 years whatever it is let's make the quality out of that and don't even think about it it is what it is 
it happened. You can't fix it. You can't do anything about it. Just move on. That helped mm. me a lot. That's helped me a lot. So that's you know, uh, yeah, that's that's great. Uh, um, the way you analyze it, and I've, I mean, I've heard that from other many successful people that uh, focus on the present, and that's what they call it—the present. It's a present they're given to you, the moment, the now, I guess. Um, and future, well, we kind of don't know too much. Past is past. You don't control it. And I mean, you, you, you obviously still have a great, successful company and, and you, you have that for the coming years. So um, that's a great mindset that you have there um, helping you with that. So you, you, you talked a little bit about uh, family Tell tell us like what what is what is the family? Yeah, I've got I've got two kids. Uh, my daughter is twelve. Uh, my son is ten. I've got a dog. <laughs> you got a dog. What what sort of dog you got? Oh, I've got a Shih Tzu. I've got a Shih Tzu. Oh, okay, a little one. For, for a year now, he's he's been in the house for a year now. So the daughter and the son, um, they're in the, still in the school, obviously. Um, yeah. Have they shown interest in doing similar thing to their dads, or no, do they really. pick up a paintbrush at all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for fun, for destroying the house, they do. But yeah, I think they're still too young. They're still too young to, to even think to about. Think about, yeah. Mm. My dad, my dad was electrician, and I was always going to work with him when I was. Electrician, your dad was. Yeah. Right. Back in the, you know, as a kid, in the summer holiday, we always going to work with the dad and trying to learn what he's doing. Mm. I was thinking I might be electrician or plumber, but we ended up painter. Mm. So I, I mean, worked as plumber in Iran as well for a couple of years. I worked in a plumbing company with my with my uncle. He was a plumber, and my dad was electrician. Right. So I worked with both of them for a while, and yeah. We came here. We ended up to be painter. I mean, it's still in construction, I guess. Um, so, what's some of the things that you do out of work? And do you have actually time to do anything out of work? Like, do you enjoy something? I see you have the football uh, team of Iran uh, <laughs> at the back of you. I assume you follow them, Estadlal or Taj. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, recently, I started trying to learn. A little bit more about the cryptocurrency and the trading and the, that sort of thing. More free time now, mainly in the afternoon, trying to do, read more articles and watching different videos and different training courses about the cryptocurrency okay. and the tradings and stuff like that. It's got me busy for a few last few months now. That's uh, yeah. It's been a lot of uh, news around cryptocurrency and yeah, I, I read a little bit, read a little bit about it and. I even saw in, um, if I'm not wrong, in finance news, they even talk about the bit, Bitcoin uh, prices now, even yeah. which before they kind of trying to avoid it. Now it's it's just there. <laughs> you can't get rid of it. <laughs> no, um, I've, I've been in it for the last three, four years. I'm trying to buy and hold and sell as, as a hobby on the side. But for the last few months, I'm trying to be serious, trying to learn more mm -hmm. trading rules and trading techniques. Right. That's why every afternoon when I go home, I have my laptops up in front of me and my wife's complaining. <laughs> like Learning more about the, yeah. the and see what, if we can make sense out of it. 
Mm. Uh, well, certainly it's it's uh, just like any other trading could get very confusing, especially when you go to the technical um, analysis of the charts and where they're going to go. And hopefully you, you, you get a sense of it. <laughs> I'm sure you, you, you will make a good decision. But in terms of other, like, do you have hobbies? You watch movies or read any books or listen to any particular type of music? Do you like cooking? Not really. The Not wife really. Cooks. I love eating. I love eating than cooking. So someone else. You, you love <laughs> you love the eating part, yeah. <laughs> the eating part, the easy part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I, love, I don't mind watching movies. Mainly in every afternoon or every evening, I sit down with my wife and watching mm -hmm. something. Do you watch any series, yeah. particular series, or not really? Oh, anything comes up, yeah. We'll, 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 Normally, pick something and look at it, watch it together. Okay. Hours in the afternoon. That's and good. Um, you the family is mainly here in Australia. Yeah. We, uh, Extended we family. Here. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I came here with my mom, dad, my, my brother, and my sister. We all came together. My dad passed away in 2007 in Cairns as well. Oh, sorry so to hear that. Cairns, yeah. Well, the rest mm. of us here. Yeah, my brothers, my sister married. Uh, we moved on. My mom's here. Okay. My mother-in-law's here. My, my 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 wife's family's here. We got, we got a big family in Sydney now. Hmm. Well, that's great. Do you go? Did you go back to Ken's by the way at all after? Are you going there often? Yeah, just yeah. My dad buried in Ken's. He was excused to go up and visit his grave every year. And, with my family, with my kids, and my friends, we go there, spend a week there. Nice. Yes. Yeah. So that's kind of your go-to holiday normally destination, or you? Oh yeah, no, I love I love traveling. I travel a lot. Every opportunity I have, I won't miss it. I jump in it and I go. Oh yeah. What was the recent uh, interesting one that you've been to? No, we went to Bali with my family and uh, other family friends uh the last one was probably well, what was what was the kind of most interesting place you've been the most interesting one i had, I had a trip uh with my mom we went to united states together me and mom together right uh, i've got i've got three uncles they, they live in in america and my mom uh, hasn't seen one of them for 36 years and the other two for 25 years and oh wow and I decided to take to take it to America to to we went to my uncle's house. We went there for for a month. That was that was a really really good good trip I had with my mom. It was it was amazing. Normal. I'm sure she was um, quite emotional too. Seeing yeah, especially um, my young my youngest uncle. Yeah, she hasn't seen him for 36 years, 35 years, and it was wow, it was really emotional. Where, 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 which part of U.S. you went? Oh, one of them lived in D.C., Washington, D.C., and one of them in Seattle, and the other one, he lived in Kansas. Right, but okay. I lost my other uncle last year, so I was glad I picked my mom and seen him. Okay. I mean, I ask this from everyone, your favorites. So, what's your favorite food? Kebab. Kebab, Persian, Persian kebab. Persian kebab. Do you have any favorite movie or type of movie? I love the police or crime movies. 
uh, crime series. I like to watch them, especially the crime. mafia. Okay. Uh, mainly stuff with Netflix or YouTube or Stan and watching different series there. What's your favorite sport? I, I kind of can know what it is. <laughs> what is it in, in, in Iran and Australia? Uh, I always play soccer. Soccer. Soccer is my favorite, yeah. Okay. Do you follow local teams too? Australian football is not that great yet, but I go to the Western Sydney games a couple of times. Like okay. the game thing there. I follow Man United and Estegal, as you see behind me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have any favorite product or they're all the same? For us, it doesn't matter. Anything is cheaper and get the job done for us is <laughs> <my favorite>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's well, that's an answer you, too. Yeah, internally, the most common product we use is the professional range. Like the professional, professional, yeah. Professional is the most popular for us. Okay. Um, I'm just going to throw a few words at you. Just tell me what you think. The first thing comes to your mind. Family. Everything. Mm. Meditation. Never done it. Okay. Um, Vegemite. Oh. <laughs> Don't mind it. Yeah, Don't mind time. it. Okay. I like it with lots of butter and on the Turkish bread. I love it. I eat it. On Turkish bread? I never tried it on Turkish bread. Yeah, I toast the Turkish bread with a lot of butter and the Vegemite. A little bit of Vegemite. Are you the heavy handed or you put a little no, bit on it? Not, not with Vegemite. Maybe handed with the butter, but not a little bit of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, negotiation. Part of the life now with this business. Cooking. Not really fan of it, not except cooking kebab. But... Oh, yeah? You do cook kebab at all? Yeah, I love barbecue. I love doing barbecue. That's the only thing I love about cooking. Could be there. You're a fan Kubi of Kubi there or you're a fan of uh, Kubi there? I love Kubi there. Can't yes. wait to get my hands on it now. Um, Kubi there and Noon Paneer. Noon Paneer still. This too, I want credit in anything. And Noon Paneer is well, for those that in English is bread and, and, and feta, pretty much. Bread and feta. But it's like special bread, Persian bread normally. What about competitor? What is it? English. Competitor. <laughs> what is it? You don't have a competitor? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has a competitor. That's part of the life. Part that's of the, life. That's the fun part of the life and business. If you don't have them, it's a little boring. Hmm. Does it help you to be better, a competitor? Of course. If you don't have them, you got nothing to fight for. Without the fight, you're not going to go anywhere. So maybe the, they're not that bad competitors. They're part of life, as you said. I the feel good, competitors The help. good and the smart one is always good for you. It mm. pushes you, push you harder to move And on. maybe teach you as well how to do things maybe better. It's always good to have them. Sorry, what do you say about success? It's always the first goal. It's always the first thing you have to work hard for it hmm and lastly public speaking i'm really bad at it you are bad at it yeah <laughs> <laughs> do you do do you do two boss 
two bucks talk. So I don't know, get your workers together every now and then do like a speech for them or not really? Uh, barely, no, nah, not much. I don't have any problem with that because I know them. I'm comfortable around them with my mm-hmm. boys, but if they're public, you don't know people, you don't know where they are, who they are. Yeah. It's a bit no, hard. Okay. With my boys, I have no issue with that. Hmm. It's different. That's good. Whoever wants to come and start his career or start a business in painting industry in general, do you think it's a good thing to do still? Still opportunity? And what oh. would you suggest to that person? What what sort of things that person needs to have to start his career to either be a painter or be a business owner? It doesn't matter painting or any other business. They have to be committed to it. They have to be, they have to enjoy what they're going to do. They don't have to look at it as a job or we have to do this. As long as they enjoy and they, they, they know what they're going to, what they're going to do and where they're going to go. If they have a goal for it, it doesn't matter. Painting anything, they can't do it. But they have to have a plan and they have, they have to be committed to it. So it's still, if if it's committed, still a good industry to come and start. Any job is good. I haven't done any other jobs. I don't know. (laughs) So I've always been a painter in Sydney. Okay. In terms of new painters, if someone wants to come and work for you, what what sort of things you look at at that person? Personality and the commitment is the biggest one. More than if you actually can paint. They learn. Every, every, every one of us as a painter, we weren't a painter. We, we start from somewhere. We learn how to paint. The good okay. thing about painting is not that hard to fix. If they, if they don't do a copy, it's always easier to fix. As long as they're committed to learn, as long as the personality is matched with the rest of the team and the team player, the rest can be fixed. So attitude is more important than actually having the skill uh, of painting. Yes. That's good. Um, I don't know. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about in general? Or we, we covered everything. Covered everything. We covered most things. Well, thanks a lot for your time, Bobby. Um, I think it was great. Um, we learned a little bit more about who you are and your, uh, your business and some of the challenges that you had. Hopefully your business continues to grow and be successful. Looking forward to going having a kebab together. Yeah, can't wait for that, man. Thank right, you. Thanks for having me, man. I hope you enjoyed this episode. See you next time. Mm-hmm.